See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. Hello, all you out there in podcast listener land. Thank you for coming back. This is Slow Robot Agogo, show number four. This is Mao, coming to you from the land of K-pop and broken dreams. Now, you might notice every time I uh, open the show, I say two things in referring to my location. First, I always say the land of K-pop and second, some other witty quip. The reason I say the land of K-pop every single time instead of doing two different ones, no, it's not because I have a bad memory, although I do. The reason is that is the only music that is alive and well in Korea. If you were to think of any other music, I'm pretty sure they kick your door in and bludgeon you with a big sack full of K-pop CDs until you forget that there's any other music other than auto-tuned, horrible, horrible, horrible K-pop. And for those of you who don't know what K-pop is, just Google search, or go on YouTube and search, uh, I don't know, Beast Fiction or... um, Oh, what's a shy boy? Um, basically, what you're going to see is a Korean version of um, like uh, Backstreet Boys or whatever the, the the whatever the current teeny the bubblegum music is, where there's basically a formula of five people. There's going to be the brooding arty one, there'll be the wild crazy one, there's going to be the angry one, and then there's going to be the over-the-top cutesy one, and then there's going to be the one that no one remembers the name of. You know, it's very formulaic. Rinse, repeat, cash the check. Turn the auto-tune to 11. So that's why I always say, the land of K-pop. Part of my disappointment is, I'm a very big um, punk, garage, uh, indie kind of a guy. Um, I know in Japan they have an insane music scene with this, you know with the different. Um, basically, their music is just over the top awesome. You know, there's all different kinds of garage and all different kinds of punk there, and it's just really happening. So in my little pea brain, when I was getting on the plane, I thought, "Hey, Mal, it's gonna be just the same." The tires screech. I get off the the plane. They hand me a K-pop CD and say, if you deviate from this, we will smash you in the head with a hammer. And yay for that. And God help you if you try to show anyone any music other than the lovely bubblegum-licious world of K-pop. So, and K-pop short for Korean pop. Obviously. Okay. One other thing I want to... A little bit of business before I get into this week's. I, this week I'm going to be doing uh, Radar Men from the Moon, which is a uh, commando. Uh, com- I, I always say Commando Cody. I'm not sure. Is it Commander or Commando? I think it's Commando Cody. 
I should probably do my homework a little bit better before I turn the mic on. So basically, Radar Men from the Moon is one of those... Um, back in the olden days, they had what was called serials. And serials were... In, <laughs> nice segue. Were insanely formulaic uh, 12 to 15 minute um, chapters that they would put in front of a movie to entice the youth of America to keep coming to the theater every week. So, of course, like, Radar Men from the Moon starring Commando Cody would be um, 12 chapters. I think it's 12. Maybe it's 13. Moving on. So, again, do your homework. Okay. So, uh, so they would put these chapters either in the beginning or in between a double feature. So the kids would have to go to see the movie, even if it was just because they didn't want to miss out on what was happening with Radar Men from the Moon. That little chuckle was because in my brain, as I was saying, they don't want to miss, I was thinking, oh my god, the the writing for these scripts was so bare bones and minimal, I'm fairly certain if you put a monkey in front of a typewriter, eventually he would come up with the entire 15-minute script. And I'm talking fairly quickly. So, but... I wanted to address one other thing before I got on into Radar Men from the Moon. I'm doing reviews of insanely old and uh, forgotten and sometimes often horrible B-movies. It never occurred to me that I should start the show by saying, Spoiler alert! or Be careful, I'm giving a spoiler here. Listen, as a general ground rule... I'm going to tell you the plot, and if it if it contains the very last scene, the very last sentence, well, you've had upwards of 50 years to see the movie or the show. I don't want to hear about spoilers, you know, about me ruining something. That's just like, you know, I guess anything like 1990 or earlier, I consider fair game. 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 Fair game. And even that's being insanely stupid. In reality, after, like, one year, I think spoilers don't no longer, you know, come into play. But I'll be generous. So, yes. I'm fairly sure that this uh, this episode is going to contain some spoilers for the 1952 classic Radar Men from the Moon. Uh, I will be telling you in detail about all the shenanigans and stupidity. So, I just wanted to kind of throw that out there as my general feelings... Um, I won't be saying spoiler alert anytime soon in any of my podcasts because if you haven't seen it in 50 years, you're not going to see it in another week. So, uh, that is just laying that down. Okay, um, and before I get into the meat or fluff, as it were, I wanted to get to some listener mail. Of of course, uh... From my friend Val, he wrote in a few things I find interesting. The Mysterians was directed by uh, Inshiro Honda and special effects by Eiji Tsubaraya. Sorry, again. My God, I'm so bad. Battle in Outer Space was the sequel to the Mysterians. Uh, Also, the group's... The group 60s... Oh, the 60s group, the Mysterians. Um, which was, that, that's kind of cool. I, I did forget to mention that uh, in my Mysterions podcast that there was a group that was um, actually got their name from, this, from that movie. Um, 
Kenzie Sahara, uh, the lead actor, was in Godzilla, Rodan, and H-Man. And he also says, that's a very cool movie that I should probably do in the near future. I might actually save H-Man and a lot of those for when I get back and uh, and, and Val is co-hosting with me because as much as I think I'm a crazy um, Toho nut, he trumps me. Um, so... Oh yeah, no. It's, it also says uh, Kenji Sahara was also in Mothra, uh, at Ragan, King Kong versus Godzilla. So thank you very much, Val. You always give me a lot of good information. Now I also um, sent him the uh, a pre. This time I actually gave him a heads up saying, "Hey, I'm going to be doing Radar Men from the Moon," and he uh, sent me back. Well, there's an interesting fact. Uh, about this one. Clayton Moore plays the main villain, Krog's chief earthling assistant. Clayton Moore played Lone Ranger on TV. So that's really cool. Um, and he also goes on to say that the Rocketeer comic books and movie were definitely influenced by Commando Cody, of course. Um, they basically look exactly the same, especially the Rocketeer. I remember when I saw that uh, which I believe that movie was a major flop, the, the Rocketeer. I remember when I saw that, I was like, hey, that's Commando Cody. So, um, and also uh, another 1953 Republic serial, Zombies of the Stratosphere, was originally written to sequel Radar Men from the Moon, but for unexplained reasons, the lead character's name was changed from Commando Cody to Larry Martin, because that stands out much more than Commando Cody. Uh, okay, and... And that's it. So again, thank you very much for your input, Val. I'm sure, uh, hopefully, you'll send me some emails of the things I've messed up when uh, when you listen to this one. <laughs> to, to be honest, I really enjoy when Val sends in his thoughts and opinions about stuff because uh, sometimes, even though I watch these things over and over again, I my brain's a little bit hardwired to forget a lot of stuff. Uh, so, okay. Thank you very much, Val. I encourage any of you who are listening to please, uh, if you want to do a comment on the show, uh, on the website, if you go to um, slowrobotagogo.wordpress.com um, and please click on the comments and send me a comment. If you include your email or if you if you include what you want me to say on air, of course I will. Um, uh, this is a very young, fresh project, and I'm always looking for constructive criticism. I will uh, highlight constructive. I don't need to be told I'm a moron or an idiot. So, that thing. Uh, please check me out. And also, if you want to keep up on my uh, traveling exploits, I also have a sister uh, travel blog that's kimchiagogo.wordpress.com You'll notice... Um, it started out much more happy, but as of late, Kimchi Agogo has been a fairly depressing and sad read. That's because I'm in a fairly depressed and sad state here. I'm not sure how long I will be living in the land of K-pop and broken dreams, but you never know. I might stick it out the full year. I might change schools. I might leave. So there you have it. I'm probably delving into a little bit more of a human about me, human condition, than I should. Okay, I'm going to go to a quick music break, and when I return, you and I will be discussing, or I'll be discussing, you'll be listening, about all the wonders that are Radar Men from the Moon. We'll get this 
All right, welcome back. That was coffin the coffin lids with walk a mile in my shoes. I uh, I have a few different bands that are that gave me permission to play their music. Um, I know a lot of them are the same as the stable that is for bunchofdorks.com, which is another podcast that I'm part of. I encourage everyone to check them out, uh, especially on iTunes, um, Bunch of Dorks, or go to bunchofdorks.com. That project is basically just what the name says. It's a bunch of dorks sitting around talking. I was uh, a weekly part of that, and then, of course, since relocating, I usually am doing drop-in segments, or we tried Skyping in a few times to... I'll say limited success because the audio is shit. So um, please check out bunchofdorks.com either on iTunes or go uh, look it up online. We have over 200 shows there. So that was the coffin lids. I I knew I the last the first three weeks I did the ghastly ones, and although I had to fight back the temptation to play the ghastly ones again because they're the shiny new toy, you know, I'm like okay, settle down. They you know they were kind enough to let me use their music. I have as many shows as I do to play them. Okay, well, now I'm going to go into Radar Men from the Moon. Basically, um, the Radar Men from the Moon, it, like, as I said, it's a, it's a serial, it's a 12-chapter serial created by Republic Pictures. Republic did a lot of different um, serials, I think. I don't have the complete list, but I know there's, I, I think there's at least four or five that are really popular. Burn 'em Up Barnes was like a, a race motorcycle racer like guy, and <laughs> like they're also and then they're like Phantom Creeps well, had Bella Lugosi in it, which was <laughs> incredibly funny. Um, we actually I we did uh, on that ta- on the TV show that I had for a while. Um, me and Oliver did uh, we did both of these. We did Radar Men from the Moon for a few shows, and we also did um, Phantom Creeps. From a technical standpoint, the dialogue there's a, there's there's literally probably like 40 lines of dialogue. It's like set up shot, show stock footage, show something funny. Like in Commando Cody, they show him he has um he's like the Rocketeer. He has a helmet and a leather jacket, and he has a uh, two turbine or two boosters on his back that help that where he can fly. You know, forget the fact that if you actually had a rocket on your back, you'd burn your ass off and your legs would be gone within two seconds. That doesn't matter. So Commando Cody has a helmet, and he does a little uh, pirouette and jump, and then off he goes, flying through the air. And um, and then the Phantom Creeps had this gigantic, ugly-faced robot, which was going to take over the world. How, I'm not sure, because the thing moved slowly. So there's a lot of these serials out there. This one was from 1952. Uh, Commando Cody... Uh, starring George Wallace uh, as as Cody. George Wallace was in a lot of things. Um, I think his he was most famous for actually for Commando Cody because that this does have a very big cult B movie following. Um, he was in Minority Report, Forbidden Planet, Bicentennial Man, and of course Nurse Betty. He was in um, actually he was in quite a bit of things. IMDb has him listed in 207 titles. So that's a pretty illustrious career. Um, never reaching superstardom, but I'm fairly certain he didn't have any trouble keeping the electric on. He passed away in 2005 uh, at the age of 88. 
So he had a very long run. As for the rest, um, the crew is uh, like a... Um, Joan is his uh, is his assistant. The ruler of the moon is Reddick, um, played by Roy Barcroft. Um, then uh, Ted Richards is Cody's lab assistant. He's played by William Bakewell. And then there's a, an assortment of very oddly named <laughs> henchmen and various people. There's a the the, the, the henchmen are you know because Reddick is from ruling on the earth, but he has henchmen on on you know on the ground, at the ground level and on Earth, you know, setting up the destruction so it, so so Earth will be toppled easily. So there's Graver, Krog, um, Daly, uh, let's see, who else? Zerg, Alon, and, you know, and a bunch of others. And there's also a few other people um, who, like there's a cafe bartender and then um, Ness, Nesser, is uh, Reddick's lab aide? You know, like uh, all said and done, I think there's probably about 20 people in the cast, if that. That includes the lunch lady. So that's the basically um, when you're watching it, you'll see uh, Cody, one or two dudes standing around in his lab, one girl. Then you're gonna see Reddick, one or two henchmen, and then you're gonna see like a very bad cave on Earth where the you know the Earth faction of the radar men operates and that's going to be Krog and a couple other goons. So that's all you have to concern yourself with uh, as far as the as far as the actors. So Okay, so now pretty much um, I'm going to go over just like a pretty lax um, description of it. There's 12 chapters. Um, as I mentioned earlier they're pretty much just they're very formulaic. I mean, they they just take one plot device that what that's going to be like the setting, you know. There's an action sequence. They establish what they're going to do. There's a fight sequence. Then there's a cliffhanger. Then on to the next chapter, you know. So, <clears throat> just in general, the plot summary reads: um, Strategic targets on Earth are being destroyed by an unknown weapon. Government security head Henderson suspects it's an atomic ray originating from the moon. He assigns Commando Cody, scientist, uh, a scientist of man and action, uh, scientist and man of action with a secret flying suit. Um, <clears throat> soon Cody's battling Earth thugs uh, uh, in the pay of Krog the Moon Man. And um, making trips... Well, and that's the other thing. Uh, numerous times they go to the... Uh, they fly to the moon in an experimental um, rocket ship. and to, But they, uh, you know, trying to thwart the impending invasion. Okay, so the chapter titles are Moon Rocket, Molten Terror. Uh, the third one is Bridge of Death. Um, the fourth one is Flight to Destruction. Fifth one is Murder Car. Sixth chapter is Hills of Death. Seventh is Camouflage Destruction. Eighth chapter is The Enemy Planet. Ninth is Battle of the, Battle in the Stratosphere. Tenth is Mass uh, Execution. And eleventh uh, is Planned Pursuit. And then finally the twelfth is Death of the Moon Men. 
So, <clears throat> you know, along these 12 chapters, it's it's a very fun look into um, what the 50s thoughts our future was going to look like, you know. They have tanks <laughs> that, that, like, the moon men are driving tanks up on the moon. When they go up to the moon, of course, they fly there and, you know, in their in their rocket ship and it, it looks just pretty much like a bus with some wings on it. And they, you know, and, and they're, they're flying in the usual, like, office chairs, you know, that kind of stuff. And when they land, um, the moon men are wearing the space, uh, outfits and they're they're driving tanks that have like lightning bolts painted on the side of them and stuff it's clearly ply, uh, plywood you know i think the whole budget for this entire series was 200,000 which in the 50s was a lot of money but also not quite enough to make it something so each one of the chapters you know it, it, long story short they they battle on the moon they battle at home you know that these thugs are driving around with this death ray and it they're doing things like shooting trains and obviously a, a, it's obviously it's a model and it's cr just getting destroyed and and then the, finally you know they get the death ray you know C Cody gets it from the thugs because the, the, the obvious Krog could have hired the three stooges and he probably would have had just about as much um, success you know it, it was they were the very hapless to say the least. So when we did this show on the um, on the television, we we did this a couple chapters out of this on the TV show, and we had a lot of fun with it because it really was one of those um, it really was one of those serials that you're watching it and you're you're laughing because the acting's bad, you're laughing because the action is just absurd, you know. It, it like the kind of stuff where chairs break apart before they hit people and you know it's the whole campy um fight no there's no choreographed fighting it's just kind of like that that stop motion punching and stuff like that i would say <clears throat> i know i've been pretty loose with the uh description of it because there's really not a whole heck of a lot to talk about Everything is wacky, you know, like Commando Cody goes to the moon base and he he puts a tank of, uh, I, I want to say, not helium, knockout gas. Who, I don't even know what the hell they, they call it. He puts it in the, the air vent and then all the thugs fall down and and then he goes in and he tries to steal the, 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 the death ray from the moon men and, and then uh, they wake up and... Oh, one funny fact, I remember I remember this from when... From when they, um, when we, I researched this back, way back when, I did, like I said, I did this for the TV show. The, the actor, George Wallace, actually got his jaw broken by, in one of the fight scenes. So, for unexplicably, in, in the, one of the moon chapters, he's wearing his helmet. He doesn't take his helmet off. It's because his jaw's wired shut. I thought that was hilarious. I mean, I'm sure he was very, he was feeling, you know, very a lot of discomfort but it was one of those things where you're like why is he wearing his helmet and at first i thought it was the the reason he was wearing his helmet was so it, they would just dub the lines in later and maybe the boom might stopped working who the hell knows but then i remember reading that that um one of the henchmen actually broke his jaw or his nose so he left uh, he left the um helmet on until it healed so i thought that was pretty funny 
you know, and and but it's very it's filled with wackiness. It's a lot of fun. I would suggest um, don't buy this one, but definitely um, you know get it on Netflix or borrow it from a friend if that you know that you know has it. Or there's a lot of um, the earliest mystery science theaters did did these. I think what they did was they did uh, like two chapters a week, but then. They stopped. I, I think they couldn't take it anymore, and then like they just said the film broke, and that was it. So I think they did the first. I'm gonna maybe eight, eight or ten. They did the first eight or ten chapters on, but these are early mystery science theaters, like probably season two or three. Um, I didn't know that they did. They they had did them until I uh, was researching it. Then I saw them on. Um, I mean years ago. Then I saw that they had done it, and I know they're out there on YouTube. So you know, check it out. It's it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's a great watch. Uh, the serials are a they're a very interesting part of movie history to me. That they would include like something to entice people to keep going to the nickel movies, you know, and and uh, part of me I I know that it's not. It would never be it would be worth it now, you know. But I I love a lot of movie history, and that's one of the things where I I when I heard about it, I was like, what? And I started looking them up, and I looked at some of these titles, and and really kind of fell in love with some of them. So I'd encourage you to like uh, seek them out. Phantom Creeps is great. Um, Phantom Gre- Creeps is really funny. <laughs> it's a really funny weird movie, uh, you know, serial. Burn 'em Up Barnes, not as funny, kind of do- dopey. Um, and I want to—I want—I think there's a Buck Rogers serial out there as well. No, 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 no. Rocky Jones—that's the guy. Rocky Jones. Go out and check it. You got to get Rocky Jones. I would actually recommend seeing Rocky Jones before you see Commando Cody, but they're both basically the same. You know, they're funny. So check them out. That's going to be it for this week. Um, thanks again to Val. I know I got a comment from um, a friend, Dan, and I posted his comments. So check check out the... Um, ch- please leave comments at slowrobotagogo.wordpress.com and send me a message. All right, this is Mao signing off. I hope you enjoy all the B-movies you can find.